God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. You know what's kind of interesting about faith and fears? Fear doesn't mind popping up unannounced. And depending on the intensity of the fear, faith seems to need some convincing to show up to the cookout. Like fear is here. Fear was on time. Fear bought potato salad and hot dog buns and soda. But faith is late. I want you to know that your girl be needing faith. Okay. And faith needs a whole invitation, not just to come to the cookout, but really to go head to head with your fears. When fear shows up, it often makes us Feel like we're running on fumes that we're empty that we don't have what it takes but when faith stands up it helps us to realize whether or not that fear was even worth having in the first place in this episode i'm talking to the culture shifter the one and the only miss diddy about resetting our fears and all of the things she has allowed faith to push her towards this is a conversation that is vulnerable real honest raw and authentic And I cannot wait for you, your fears, and your faith to have a party with us. You will not leave the same. Hi. Hi, how are you, Queen? I'm doing great, thank you. I know so much about you from other people, but I've never had an opportunity to actually speak with you. I know, I have my own personal love fest about you in my life. So this is like... A moment for me that's very important, and I want you to know that it's very, very important. Really? Okay. Well. Oh my gosh! Beyond, beyond. I'm so excited. Um, I like I said, I know so much about the work that you do, the people that you're connected to, just from the outside looking in. And yeah. I know that it's going to be something that's going to be so helpful and inspiring for the women who listen to the podcast. But I just know even in our exchange that it's going to be helpful for me. You know, all this month we're like talking about resetting because, you know, you get into the middle of the year and it's like, who am I? Why am I? What did I like? <laughs> does anything matter anymore? So I'm just wondering, like, what are you resetting at this point of, in the year for you? You know, it's so very interesting you say that because I've said this probably just a couple of times, but, you know, during the pandemic, everyone had their own realizations, right? They had these moments of what everything, like you said, what does it all mean? What is it all for, right? What is going on? We're reconnecting with these people, this and this. And for me, it wasn't that. Mm. For me, it was a time to reconnect with myself. Okay. And that was a part of the resetting. And it was tough because I work at a mile a minute quickly. I'm multitask like a crazy person. I'm, you know, my company does 50, 60 events a year. I'm here, I'm there. And I was for the first time able to understand why it was important to reset Mm. because I didn't even realize that, you know, when you work with a lot of people, you almost, you give so much of yourself out and I wasn't being replenished. You know, of course I'm in my word. I can worship. I can quit getting the presence of God, me and him, we together for a lifetime and after, but I wasn't being replenished. So the resetting is really important to discuss because it saved my life. Wow. 
And I think it saved, it saved my mind, my soul, my spirit, because I didn't know I needed it, you know, and mm-hmm. I was running off of fumes and I said, wait a minute, skirt, skirt. <laughs> <laughs> where are my boundaries? Yeah. What are those? I didn't even know that I could have them. Yeah. You know, no one said, no, you build boundaries, you stay with them and, and, and you, you commit to them. I didn't even know I could have boundaries. That was a part of my resetting. A lot of relationships changed around that family relationships. Yeah. Um, so the way I'm doing it is getting to be closer with myself. Okay. Yeah. I have two questions to ask you and I don't know which yes. one I want to start with, but let's take it slow. Who do you become when you don't reset? Like who were you? Who was that girl? What inspired her? What moved her? What was she afraid of? Like, I want to lay a framework for who you were Uh, before the reset. The girl before the reset. You know, when people say we're running off of fumes, I think I was almost running off of trauma, Mm. you know, and, and, and the things that, um, kind of happen in life and growing up and childhood and, um, you know, parental issues yeah. and life and you know kind of figuring that out as an inner city girl and building everything brick by brick so that person to me prior to the reset was definitely um quick to respond I think I've grown uh past that which took me a very long time though super hot-headed and a piece of it I needed to be because of the work that I do right but then I I learned how to lead a little more through grace mm. right and um that person also too i think was a lot more angry okay you know and anger shows up differently people think it's just like this explosive behavior right i think it's just sometimes we sit in it when we don't deal with the trauma we don't deal with the shortcomings or the disappointments yeah because the disappointments is where it really like that's when it becomes like how do i how do I resolve this disappointment that happened to me? And so if I had to be completely vulnerable and completely honest is those were some of the characteristics I think that girl was. You you said running off a trauma, which right before we went to press record after Potter's tyrants gone by. Okay. Right before we were clicking record, um, you know, we're talking about resetting your fears. And I came out with like every theme for the month and then every week's emphasis a few months ago. And I'm like, what was I thinking? You, you, I don't want people to reset their fears. Like this doesn't have the potency. Yeah. But when you said running off a of trauma, it was like confirmation that it is exactly the theme that this week needs to have because when you're running off a of trauma, what you're afraid of may not exist when you realize that I've really healed beyond that point. I'm running from an old fear or a fear that never manifested. A hundred percent. And we have to understand that the spirit of fear is its own thing. Mm. So like the spirit of fear actually fears us, Mm. but because it's the spirit of fear, we think we have to take on fear. And fear is really not just, understanding what's happening around you and the unknown being really unfamiliar. So I think if we under, if we get to a place where knowing that the unknown is still okay, yeah, right. Because as long as we're in the master's hands and we're, we're 
we're following, which I learned, um, of course, from being under, uh, studying under your husband for so long in the beginning days of, of his, um, his pastoring is that we have to follow God's dream for our lives. And as long as we're, you know, that's something he said probably 10 years ago to us, you know, and it stayed with me because I, I, I have to navigate my whole life based around that. Yeah. So the unknown is actually okay. We haven't been there before. So we have to, it's mental. You got to change how you're looking at fear and what that looks like and know that fear actually fears us. So we're actually in, we're more powerful. We're more powerful than it. We just have to tell ourselves as quickly as we can tell ourselves we are afraid of something or we think we're afraid of something is as quickly as we can tell ourselves we're not afraid of that. Okay. So, you know, I got to ask you, what were you afraid of? Probably failing. Yeah. um, Because. Like I, I work so hard and I live uh, a realized life in a life, like a dream life, but it's always, you know, coming from humble beginnings, you're always on edge about that. I don't, what if this doesn't, what if this doesn't continue? What if this stops? What if, what is the next level of it all? You know, and am I tracking? Am I not like, Right, you right. Know, time is coming. Time is continuously going. We're not getting younger. What does that look like? You know, and not having a blueprint set before me. So my relationship with God is so important, so dope, because I have to rely upon that. I don't even have anything in front of me to yeah. really rely upon except for that, you know? That's so good. I think I was I thought that my fear was a failure, but I think that my greatest fear, especially after I had my son, was like not being able to take care of him, like not being present for him, not wow. being able to take care of him, like just not being able to provide a life that was worthy of who he was cuz I knew we were already starting in a deficit. And I think mm. I'm probably he's going to be 20 this year and I mean, like he's actually my child. You know what I mean? Like he, like he, we, yeah. like we got the thing. Like where you know yeah, he's yeah, going yeah. to school and I'm packing up the dorm and he calls me. Like and I don't think that I spend enough time really taking inventory of the fact that like that fear did not come to pass. And oh, I could like wow. You, do you hear me? Like yeah, I got chills when I said that because we're so busy moving on to the next dream, the next project, the next goal that I think our relationship with God would deepen so much further. If Mm. we took time to honor the fact that that boogeyman that you thought was coming never came. It never came. Wow. That's so deep. That's really deep. That's really deep. And it's also like, that showing up, you said something about showing up for him, right? Because I think you, as I'm not a parent, but I assume that you put in your mind what you think showing up looks like. For sure. And you most likely showed up in ways that you had no clue you were showing up in. Because that wasn't your idea of what showing up is. But if you speak to him, I tell my friends that our parents often like, no, actually ask your kid the question mm-hmm. because what you think it is, is not really what it is in their mind. And it could have been a moment where you thought you weren't showing up. And that's actually the moment he really remembers. Mm-hmm. It was showing up for him. Yeah. Oh, that. You know? Okay. So we, I have this story <laughs> of, um, 
I was in my first marriage and I was mm-hmm. mine gone just like yeah. just bad it was all bad and we had the house in the suburbs and the trick or treating and like the whole thing looks good but emotionally mm-hmm. I was just in a terrible space but I had me and at the time of two kids and, and you know I was making the best of it that I could mm-hmm. and it was during summer break and you know I was all over DC and all over Virginia like trying to just do mom stuff to really keep myself distracted yeah. from the misery I was experiencing and I remember remember walking him to the bus stop on the first day of school and he goes to get on the bus and then he turns around and he goes thanks for a great summer mom and then gets on the bus and like in that moment I could have just crumbled because I was showing up for him and didn't even know it so that you saying that like really just a full circle moment for me yeah, but those moments you're talking about taking inventory, those moments you have to take inventory Yeah, when it is the full circle moment. And it is the boogeyman is not realized. Right. But like the moment is realized mm. where you were like it landed. Yeah, it landed. Good. This this is this is what it was for. Yeah, man. Those moments I'm actually learning. I feel like they're like secret miracles, those quiet miracles that you have to be willing to silence your world to really hear. Like there are secret miracles in every day. But if you're so busy at your own pace, your own progress, you'll miss the secret miracles. So the world's opening up again, like Miss Diddy's out again, that, you know, the events are here. How are you hanging on to the revelation of what you needed with the demand of who you were happening at the same time? You know, it's so interesting you say that. I do um, a staple event in my company called, it was called Toast to Young Hollywood for years. And this event happens during BET Awards weekend. And this year, um, I was really intentional in changing it to Toast to Black Hollywood. Mm. And it's interesting you say that because I just actually put a video up about, because I was having this conversation with my team and with myself, really, and just saying, I'm a very impactful person and intentional person around I've built my career and my life around that super community based, all these things. I'm a church girl. This is, I'm going to talk about God, no matter where we at, go we be at the club. You're going to know about some Jesus and that's it. <laughs> but I wanted to be even more intentional during this time, more impactful and more brave in my communication moving forward. Wow. Right. There's a lot of things that changed our world during the time of the pandemic, all the, you know, the things that we have seen, um, and it shaped, I think, moving forward, how brave we really need to be. Mm. So for me in this new, this new world time, um, it's really about being really unapologetic about the things that matter in this world, community, families, our relationship with God and what's going on in our inner city communities and what's going on in our underserved communities. Right. And having, and having a real true voice and intention behind that. So, you know, my events, my world, the moving forward, it's based all around that even more than it has been. I recently, um, I, in February, I actually had a major surgery to remove my fibroids. Mm. And I didn't even realize how heavy it's happening in black and brown women. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we, it's, it's, but it's so, it's like, we all know multiple women mm-hmm. that are, battling that and and, and and dealing with that disease and I think as brown women, black women we we're the power right we're strong black women so it's not even like understood how um 
what you're dealing with and what you're going through. And it's not until after I had the surgery, I was having a conversation and a woman who had it, she was like, do you know what you just went through? Yeah. Mm. And I was like, well, you know, I had the surgery, you know, I'm recovering, it's tough recovery. And then she broke it. And I was like, wait, that's the truth. You know, and, 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 it, and it was stronger than it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was, I'm not a crier. And I started crying. I'm like, mama, so emotional. My fibers <laughs> back. That's why I'm a hormones. But, you know, I've just become even more intentional moving forward in this new world and this new outside and being outside, you know, um, that's what's important to me for sure. Have you ever realized which foods you eat based on your mood? Like what you eat when you're stressed may differ from what you eat when you're relaxed. Until I was introduced to Noom, child, it was all the same to me. Food was food no matter the mood. But that isn't true. With the help of Noom, their research and psychology-based approach, I've learned a lot about my relationship with food. Noom isn't a restrictive, boring program that requires space-hogging equipment. It's flexible and encourages its users to stay focused on what's important to you with Noom Weight Psychology-Based Approach, keeping your mind on progress instead of perfection. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash Evolve. That's N-O-O-M.com slash Evolve to sign up for your trial today. You said a buzzword, and I think it's connected not only to the work that you're doing, but also to the way in which you've created boundaries and like are maintaining mm-hmm. boundaries and allowing those boundaries to shift relationships. And you said mm-hmm. brave in your communication. And brave. I can only assume that there's a level of authenticity and wanting to be integrous in who you are authentically in yeah. every aspect of your life. And yet... To be brave in your communication suggests that the option to be fake in your communication or people pleasing mm-hmm. your communication is an option as well. How do you like what is what keeps us from being brave in our communication and how do you turn the switch? That is probably one of the most powerful questions I've ever been asked. I've been asked a lot of questions, <laughs> you know, because. The brave is tough, man, because you have to get to a place where you know that God got you for real. Mm. Because I understand when people aren't brave in their communication. Not everyone can get to that level, right? There's different, you know, whether you're in a different role at your job, you don't feel that you're the boss or you're in this place or you're a woman and you're in a place where, you know, there's more power around you and you don't have the power and things like that. And see, for me, Some people want to be famous, rich, all of these things. I wanted power always. Mm. Power was really important to me because I knew that is where the change happens. And that's why I'm able to be brave in my communication and know, you know what? Whether, however, this rolls, I know God got me and I'm where he's supposed to have me. And I'm being led by the Holy Spirit to say this to you anyway. And so it's going to have to let the chips fall where they may. But I try to encourage that messaging with people because once we get to that place where we're as close as we can with ourselves and where we are in our life and communicating that, that braveness will start to show up. And the more comfortable you get with it, you'll kind of, it'll be a a layered situation. You kind of get, oh yeah, okay. All right. 
yeah, I can do that. Yeah. You know, and I think we have to have those talks to ourselves because I don't always feel as confident in being brave in my communication, but I know it's necessary. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if I am going to say this right. But part of the reason why I love doing this podcast is like y'all low key just be giving me therapy because, (laughs) you know, I think that I have struggled with being brave in my communication, which is why it's only God's strategy and plan that I would be a communicator because I that's not my thing, really. Right. I'm working on it. God's got me. God's got me now. (laughs) But I think growing up, I think when you talk about resetting fears, I think my biggest fear and I only realized this while we were talking is that like God didn't have me anymore because Ooh. I like made the church mistakes before I, because mm-hmm. I broke the rules. I thought that I mm-hmm. was now separated from the protection, mm-hmm. the provision, the grace that other people had access to. So instead of God's got me, it had to be I got me like I got to have me. I got to look out for me. I got to take care of myself. I got to get up on my two feet. And that helped me up to a certain point, but it no longer serves me now. And so I'm having to reset this notion that I got to take care of me and really trust in that, like, God's going to handle it. Like, I'm going to do this and God's going to like, God, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. And I'm not going to finesse my way. I'm not going to hustle. Like, I'm going to trust that you're going to take care of. Oh, my gosh. And this is like so evident because we had something pop off a couple months ago. And I was like, I'm going to release a statement. I'm going to do a video. I'm going to do a documentary. Mm -hmm. I'm going to clear it up. Mm -hmm. And God was like, do you trust that I've got this or that you're going to handle it? Because you're trying to protect what I built. So either you built it or I built it. And if I built it, it can't come down. And if you built it, it needs to come down. So either way, you're going to be okay. And so I've just been sitting here on do not disturb mode, just letting God got me. You have said so many bars in just one paragraph. <laughs> I'm over here about to run around the church because that is something I had to learn in my career as well, mm. right? Where much is given, much is required. We say all these things, but it's like, we don't really understand what that means. Yeah. When you get to a certain level, certain place, and you're really, really trying to go for it, there's going to, the opposition that's necessary, it's going to happen. There's yeah. nothing we can do about that. It's coming and it's going to keep coming. And I've been in so many places in my career, same way as you're saying, like, oh, y'all want me to, okay, let me go ahead and let me go ahead and read. Since (laughs) clearly we need to address this. And God has sat, one of the toughest times I was going through one time with friends, like undeniable betrayal, like what just happened here type of thing, you know? And I, I, God got me together. He said, you're not going to say anything. That's so unlike me, right? (laughs) That's so unlike me. They clearly want me to say something. This is the time for me to say something. If there was any, it was like, you're going to not say anything. And I think that's that God got me. It's not a, we just say words and buzzwords and things and people just catch it and they don't understand what it is to have to be tested and to live in that. That's different. Yeah. That test to have to really, and it's in your face and you can address it. Like I always tell people the most important thing that I learned in life and in my relationship with God and relationship in general with people and myself is to be meek. And that's mm-hmm. having your power under control because everybody wants this. They don't understand what comes with it. Yeah. So the times where I could have, just like you're saying, and I didn't, that's what God honored. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it. Yeah. That's what he honored. You know, that's what he said. Good. So you're, so you're finally learning, my child. <laughs> <laughs> finally learning. 
this struggle though that's when when the whole let go and let god thing like people are like how do i let go it's really trust mm. it's really trust that it's i don't trust. have to defend myself so now what you're telling me in this season of my life lord is that like I need to be afraid of me having me, of me taking care of it, of me having the plan, of me having the strategy and the protection. Like that needs to be my biggest fear that I need to protect my heart, that I need to make sure people don't get over on me. And when we take that posture of defense, we do we are successful at keeping people away, but we don't score any points. We don't grow. Oh, that's good. We don't move into yeah. a place of progress and we don't get to understand for ourselves the faithfulness of God. We learn the faithfulness sure. of our insecurities. We know the faithfulness to don't test wow. me. And if you do test me, you'll see me. But we don't learn mm-hmm. what it means to really just be safe and to trust. And I think it. I think that robs us oh. on a lot of levels because now I don't trust that I'm safe anywhere because I didn't yeah. learn to first be safe with the person who created created me in this life that I'm living in. You're speaking to something that's so deep. I don't even, you're going to, you're prophetic right now in this Mm. moment because you don't even understand. Because you know what that speaks to too, Sarah? That speaks to like say families that have dysfunction in them, right? And the people that you think Mm. are supposed to have you, right? So your your parents, essentially your siblings, because it's taught this is you belong to them. Yeah. So to speak. And so they're, they're supposed to protect you. This is our first encounter of humans as our parents and our siblings. And what happens when they don't? Yeah. So you take, but, but, but what you're saying is so profound because we're, we're not remembering that we were actually created by God. So that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. And that's why he says, you know, I'll be your father and all these things that we don't even understand what that means because our, our trauma drives us. You know what I'm saying? Because we're expecting these people to protect us. But really, all we needed is to know that that God has us. Okay, so I hate to interrupt all of this good conversation, but I wanted you to know that I want to talk to you, too. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your thoughts and opinions. You can send me your application, your video to be a co-host to podcast at womanevolve.com. Let me know what it is you want to talk about, why it's important to you that you be on the podcast. Maybe you're like, girl, I am not going to be on anybody's podcast. I don't do talking to people. First of all, this is a sign. Overcome yourself. But if not... You can send me an advice question, podcast at womanevolve.com. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. So, okay, so you're on the the separation journey of what your trauma created versus what your divinity is calling you towards. Because mm. I, I know the language. <laughs> I know the language. Mm-hmm. It's mine, yes. you know. And yes. it does require a pace so that you can identify, was that action trauma? Were those words trauma? Am I moving divinely? And there's a sacred space within your being that you must fully embody to really take ownership of this work this work you have to see it as important you have to see it as necessary so that you can really be good ground and good soil and so I'm wondering like as you're on that journey of separation and extraction really extracting yeah oh my gosh I'm thinking we've got this I've got all these different buzzwords in my head but we're talking about distilling in one of our courses and it's like distilling all of the impurities to get it to its purest form and I feel like that's what I'm doing for myself like I just want to be pure I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be in pain. Like I don't have time to to strategize against you because I could and I could get, bring you to a demise. Because I, I, I could. 
could. It's, no, it's all of that. No, oh, no, that. I could. I, yeah, right. <laughs> I could. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to find out where you work and call up there. Like, I don't want to have to do all of these things, but it's in me to do. And so now I'm like trying to be different. <laughs> I'm trying. So hard. I'm trying so yes. hard. <laughs> But there's a purity. I think there's a place of purity that we're coming to. And there's beauty and vulnerability in that purity, but it attracts pure. And I think that's how we keep our our circles pure. Are you, am I right? Are you on that extraction, distilling? You you know, that uh, a quadrillion, quadrillion, whatever another number (laughs) could be percent. Yeah. Because what also we have to learn during that extraction and in that journey of that, right? The things that we are extracting, you have to know that those things are going to hurt too. Yeah. Because it's what we're been, we've been married to, yeah. right? Like we've been married. And, and it's funny you say that I was on the phone. I was calling my aunt, my dad's sister earlier on my, on my uh, drive into a meeting I had to do. And I was like, I'm just talking about you, you know? And she asked about something. I say, you know, Aunt Terry, I only care about being healthy. Mm-hmm. across the board and that person is not healthy for me yeah so no and, and and you have to the trauma that you were married to when you're doing that extraction you now like you're saying when you have to embody this new work and yeah. really own that work that you've done you have to be married to that and that has to be very almost black and white no mm-hmm. <laughs> that comes that boundary that no word that no, God bless you. Good night. Yeah. Have a good one. That's not for me, you know? And, you know, I think we talk about these new levels and becoming this new person, but we don't talk about the heartbreak that happens as a result of having to let those people go as a result of having to let those old ways and those old habits go because they're what we know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I've had to deal with the fact recently, you know, we're here now, so we might as well just make a therapy. Um, the heartbreak of it. Um, so I think because my fear was rejection and people not receiving me and accepting me, I found a way to, I would call it sugarcoating truth so that people would still receive the truth, but not reject me in the process. Yeah, and it's yeah. called sugarcoating if you want to sugarcoat it, but it's actually manipulation right. because you are creating wow. a picture that you want them to see instead of them fully understanding the truth of what you're trying to say. And so I had a situation where I needed to tell someone that they couldn't come with me somewhere, that it just wasn't a good, it just not right now. Like we need space. You need this. I need that. And I tried to play it like, you know, like I just want to make sure because I got a few comments and I got some feedback, you know, I just want to protect you. And I showed it to my husband and he was like, and I was like, but she got, but she not coming. Like we got to the finished product and he was like, but that's not the truth. You know, you didn't tell the truth. And I was like, it was a truth. You know, now I got to defend. <laughs> now I got to defend. <laughs> See, when we say truth. Right. Because <laughs> the truth is she's not coming. I thought as long as we yeah, got yeah, to yeah. the truth, the truth is fine. But yeah. living in that work is allowing myself to see my own ways and to see how I would rather protect this person's image of me than to make them feel rejected or to have rejection from them. And so I went back and I sent this voice memo and I said, at the end of the day, I kind 
kind of knew months ago that I wasn't going to do this because of X, Y, and Z. And to really just let the humility, to let the fallout, to let the attitudes, to let whatever breaking is going to be happen so mm-hmm. that there's space for this new you to live. Like you got to create space for this version of you that tells the truth, for this version of you that creates the boundaries, for the version of you that takes the chance on what's right and may be wrong in the future, but you're willing to apologize. Like you got to create space for that. And so I'm learning to create space and it is it's humbling and heartbreaking to see yourself to allow other people to change the way that they see you all for the sake of being authentic it's it's rough it's rough and you you have to also know that most people aren't doing that work so it's a bit lonely yeah not from a negative connotation but from a maybe there's a better word that i could find but it's a space that you may not experience with everyone Mm. and sometimes they experience it later because then they'll do their work later and they'll be honest and authentic about their what they the part that they played and sometimes that may never come and I think that I start to learn that that same authentic place that you're saying and to say hey you know what actually this is what's going on Mm -hmm. right and this is why it's not okay or not healthy for me and understanding that God still got me yeah so even if I lose that, lose that person or whatever that case may be, I can't always protect um, the hurt behind that moment. Yeah. I have to know that I did it for, like you're saying, to make space for this better version of myself and the better versions of people that are going to um take space in my life you know yeah it's so funny pt was like sometimes you just got to grab your nuts and say something and i was like but when y'all say grab your nuts there's a level of like it's a level of swag connected to it and this feels like not grabbing your nuts this feels like getting kicked yeah yeah it's like kicked not grabbed it does i didn't plan that today no i didn't want to do that that's not for me but you know we're grabbing nuts out here at the woman evolved podcast (laughs) I'm with it. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Earlier this year, I began seeing a therapist and sis, let me tell you, talking your way through situations and experiences with someone that doesn't have a counter argument or side to take in the matter is such a freeing experience. Talking to someone that only wants to help pull the best version of you forward is rewarding and it's an experience that I believe you deserve too. With BetterHelp Online Therapy, our listeners get 10% off their first month at Better betterhelp.com slash evolve that's better h-e-l-p.com slash evolve how we take care of our mind is a reflection of how we take care of other areas of our lives like our physical well-being finances and relationships mental health is important better help has made it more affordable than in-person sessions get matched in under 48 hours and start chatting with your better help therapist via phone video or live chat so you don't have to see anyone on camera mental wellness is just one click away with better help online therapy okay miss diddy we have an advice question and i can't wait to hear your mm-hmm. perspective on it 
says, hey, Pastor Sarah, I am 19 years old. It has always been a dream of mine to be a fashion designer. I have always felt God telling me to start a clothing line from childhood. As I started to get older, I started experiencing different things like teachers questioning my creativity, lack of resources, mm-hmm. and feelings feelings that my dream was too big for me or that I was not good enough to handle such a dream, which caused my dream to die. For three years, my dream of starting a fashion line was dead until this year when the Lord sent me an amazing community of sisters and mentors to resurrect that dream. I started dreaming big again, and it's been amazing so far. My question is, how do I keep my dream alive while going through trials and tribulations? I believe that you have to know that there will be trials and tribulations. Mm. That way you don't fall apart when they come. Yeah. Right. You're, you, you, and I, I believe in being action-based, progressive-minded, um, and, and solution based. So when things happen, you have two ways that you can look at something, right? You can go straight to the, to the dark side and fall in a pit of, oh, why me? I can't believe yeah. versus, okay, this happened. Okay. Let me, let me take a moment that happened. Now, how do I solve this? You know, and I kind of look at hurdles as an opportunity for me to figure something out yeah and what 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 and what's what do I need to figure out about myself in this moment as well and what's the next moment you know I'm the friend that everyone is like you didn't tell me you were going through that well you know because let's just how do we get how do we solve this and I think that while you're going for your dream and all these things the most important thing is to become strong minded build up your mind in every aspect of your life your we don't understand how important it is this right here like can you imagine that the almighty god like that we serve said that can do anything in this world you know the one thing he said he cannot change or tap is your mind Mm -hmm. your will so if he said that this is the most powerful thing that like we don't even understand what's up here. God said, "I cannot touch your will." Yeah, you can move the whole mountain and the, the stars of the sky and the water. You can't. You can't change our mind. So if we learn to be to 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 exercise and practice being mentally strong, however that shows up for you in your life. I think that we'll tackle life better because mm-hmm. life is going to happen. And it's going to happen to all of us, whatever journey we're on. I can go work at Walmart tomorrow. Still things are going to happen that are unpredictable and, and hurtful and things like that. But it's the way we are POV and the way we look at things and to be really strong-minded and action-based. So if I was telling that young 19-year-old girl, I have, I have sisters around her age, like, listen, get up here, yeah. get this strong because life's going to happen. It's going to happen to you. So if you are exercising that and getting in a good space there, you'll be okay through life. You know, that makes so much sense. There's a separation that I hear you saying is exactly what I was kind of echoing between like your dream and you. 
And I think that it's really important to see that separation because your dream is an entity in itself, but you are the one yeah. who's going to manifest that dream into reality. So the trials and tribulations yeah. aren't on the dream, on the dream. It's on you. So who do uh, you need to become in order to make sure that you know that they yeah. are coming and that you can have a defense against them? Because when I look back on like what I would have called a trial and tribulation in building my businesses, I would have learned those were actually lessons. Like I learned about California hiring laws because I went through some lessons. Like I learned about taxes because I went we through some lessons. <laughs> lessons. Real, no, that's a real thing. It me. is. It's that's a real true. thing. It's, and it's a real lesson. It is a real lesson. And it ain't nothing like learning that lesson through a letter. Come and certify and make sure you sign the fact that you got this lesson. Okay. It's a thing. But like now that I look back on it, I'm like, that really wasn't a trial. That was a lesson. Now the trials have come up against me with using my insecurities against me, me feeling inadequate and that's something that's going to exist whether the dream is in manifestation or sure. not so like separating those two is the only way that you're going to really be able to understand the business going I'm going to fail at this like no matter how good my dream is I'm going to mess up the money I'm not going to make profit I'm going to charge too much the quality is not going to be good the fabric's not going to be great <laughs> like I'm going to jack this part of it up but there will be lessons yeah. and I will do better next time and the trials mm -hmm. will attack my ability to manifest the dream only if I let it which I think is why what you said is so powerful. Wow. And I commend that young sister for, for writing in because that's how you invest in yourself, right? Yeah. Researching and, and trying to figure out the information and listening to stories that could really help you um, kind of navigate through some things. So the more you, that's a piece of investing in yourself, you know, writing into Woman Evolve, you know, you know, studying your word when, you know, all, all, I mean, I, I love, all of your preachings there, all of them, you know, mm -hmm. and they're so impactful. And, and that's a part of investing in yourself is going to go research that. So I, you know, I pray abundance over that young sister and that she continues on, but that she understands that life is real. And the sooner you take it serious, the further you'll go. Well, there's no way that I have Miss Diddy on the podcast and don't ask for your business advice, your business tips. So maybe like maybe it's targeted towards this woman and the rest of us can just ear hustle and take notes. Like what are the top three business tips that you would give an entrepreneur? This sounds so cliche, but I promise you, Sarah, it's not. Do good business. Mm. I mean, just do good business across the board. There's pieces and contracts that say, um, and good faith, yeah. you know, that's literally in, 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 in all contracts and people don't understand, you know, the severity of that, just do good business and be honest about where you are in your business. Mm. There's, there's, it's funny. I was, um, just that clip that's, that's going viral that PT said, oh, yeah. you know, the power of no, because yes, is expensive. I almost threw the phone <laughs> at my phone to him because that's what people don't understand. It took me years to understand that in business, especially as an entrepreneur that, you know, while I'm so grateful to God that I don't even have to look for business. Everyone comes to me. I'm so grateful. I'm, I've never, I've never taken that for granted. So a piece of it, I always thought I need to take on everything, everything. Yeah. Call me. I got to, no, I, I can't. Yeah. Because I'm going to drop the ball somewhere if I, if I, if I am not intentional and focused on what I have in front of me already. One thing that I will say that is undervalued and, 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 and not under, uh, it grinds my gears, timeliness. Being on time. It's, it seems like a simple, practical thing. It's not. 
if you start, are you, if you're supposed to be somewhere at 11, get there at 1045 because people remember that and they remember when you're late. And, you know, as a young black woman doing business, it was always really important for me that I showed up. Right. And that that I broke any type of stereotypes or or mindsets, because I've been fortunate to do business with a lot of high end people for a very long time. So the way I showed up was very important to me, you know, timeliness, doing good business, um, being direct as possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Listening. People don't listen in business because they think they just know everything. Now, yeah, I'm an expert at what I do, but there's no reason for me to go sit down, take a meeting with, with a potential client or a person and to not listen to what they need. People want to talk about what they can do. It's like, girl, be quiet. Listen to what this person <laughs> said if they need. Like, why are you doing all that? You know? And that's something that I definitely practice in business as well. Also, um, knowing your strong points and your weak points, because everyone has them. And that's how you hire your team. Mm. You know, what you're strong at, continue to get stronger at. And what you're weak at, find someone that is strong at that and bring bring it in. And don't be afraid to spend money. For me, I'm in marketing. So spending money is is important. You have to spend money to make money if we're going to talk about some coin. You have to. It's just no way around it. You know, the beautiful set that you're sitting on, you know, you don't just have a drop down green screen back there. And uh, no disrespect. And no, yeah, doing yeah, that that's look. all right. Yeah. Now you floating in the clouds. It's a green <laughs> screen. It's like, why are you doing that? But there's real true intention and, and um, love put into your set and how you have presented yourself. And that's what people don't see and look at the behind the scenes of that. But that's really, really important in business. And you can tell across the board in your business there that, there's intent across the board that that shows up whether you I know that's intentional for you to be intentional but I'm telling you as an expert it shows up mm. and it, and it's beautiful to see it's beautiful to see it really is oh that blessed my little really. heart because honey when I, yes. I, I tell my team like we just gonna I, do something to see what happens <laughs> and see what I'm the same oh my god I'm the same way my, my team are looking they all got the same look like exactly because I tell all them right, I'm know? like we're gonna dip our toe in the water and then they're like but you yeah. just pushed us into the pool and I'm yeah, like yes, it's yes, the yes, same so thing it, it, right <laughs> dip your toe in the pool you it's, guys know oh, just here we thing. are <laughs> yes. uh, yeah Miss Diddy you're good stuff are beyond great stuff yeah beyond and thank you i want to say you know thank you thank you for who you are what you are what you represent and what you've brought to the culture to the kingdom Mm. um and and coinciding it's not it's not an easy place to exist it's easy because you're being yourself but you know it's 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 much to myself yeah i technically work in entertainment right but I'm very vocal and strategic about my relationship with God and saying that because that's important, you know? And so I just want to tell you, thank you because you know, your work matters and you'll hear it time and time again, but I want you to sit in that. Mm. I want you to sit in that. So thank you for answering the call. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you. And it's really one of the most important things for me to sit here and, and to be speaking to you a really full circle moment, because I wouldn't be where I am in my career without PT a hundred percent. I wouldn't have quit my job. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have understood the, the depth of worship 
without being one of his early on sheep. And that is what has protected me in life. That is what has led me to where I am and, and, and understanding that, you know, and it was a special time during that time. We was in church four or five days a week. I mean, we were there sweatsuits <laughs> at the altar, snot, yeah. snot and tears, you know, and it birthed everything in me and where I am now. So mm. this moment is, is very, very important. And I want you to know that from my heart. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. welcome. I can't wait to share that with PT because um, he speak, yes. he does. He talks about he talks about all his little babies yeah. from Tahunga. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is that is my brother. He is. Yeah. Mm. That what that time. It's even too emotional to talk about because I would there's no way I would be where I am right now mm. and what I'm doing without him and without his without his leadership and his in his prophetic work. No way. Wow. No way. I can't wait to tell him that. I know it's going to bless him. Yeah. It's going to be timely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We got to do this in person, you know, one day. But I was Love like, I, thought I was going right. in for a hug. And it was <laughs> it's over like, the iPad. Yikes. And, it's not yeah. working. And, no. <laughs> and we are going to do this in person. I look forward to that. Me Take care. Thank you. Bye. Miss Diddy, you are the truth a treasure I'm so glad that we finally got a chance to link up I feel peace after being in your presence thank you so much for breaking away from your schedule to share your wisdom and your light with us if this episode blessed you run on over to the socials and just tell Miss Diddy thank you for her honesty her transparency her authenticity also listen if you like you know what I got a little light that needs to shine I want to see it send me an email at podcast at woman evolve.com with a one to two minute video about being my next co-host or you can just send an advice question you know me i'll see you next week